I'm Darren Garrahy, and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter. From their first memories of laughter, to feeling laughed at, to a moment where they had the last laugh. And somebody was like, well, I know the people who set up that Facebook page, and they're just D4 baby barristers slagging off culties. And I was reading it going, we couldn't be further from <laughs> oh D4 baby, like we're literally our culties, so we're allowed to poke fun at ourselves. Yeah. Baby barrister, I wish. Oh God, yes. <laughs> I wish I wasn't a barrister salary. <laughs> Co-authors and besties, Emer McLeisett and Sarah Breen are my guests this week. Emer tells me about her mortifying TV appearance, Sarah tells me about calling the police on herself and they both take me through their journey so far with Ashling. From big laughs to big wins, this season of the Laughs of Your Life podcast is brought to you by TK Maxx. I don't know about you, but I am so excited for Christmas this year. I think it's because it was a little bit restricted last year. I feel like it's my season. (laughs) So let me bring you in on a little tip. TK Maxx is the place to nab fabulously festive party wear for your pal's Christmas dinner at deliciously good prices. I am so excited for that dinner. You know, the one you do with your school friends or college friends. The one that always has to happen because, let's face it, we don't get to meet up as much as we maybe would like to think we do, but we don't. We keep in touch on the WhatsApp. But the Christmas dinner is always the one we can bank on. I have mine booked. I don't mean to make you feel bad if you don't. Get on it. Get the lead out. You have to get the date in the diary. And places are booking up fast. You don't want to be left behind. For sequined trousers, sparkly heels, the works... TK Maxx is where to go. Get that extra Christmassy yes feeling every time you shop with big wins, small prices at TK Maxx. And now for my chat with Emer and Sarah. I hope you enjoy. Emer McLeisert and Sarah Breen, you are extremely welcome to the Laughs for Your Life podcast. Thank you, Rory. Thank you laughing. for having us. <laughs> I'm literally holding in a laugh. So. It's like, ladies, are you with me? <laughs> we're here, we're here, we're here. You are my uh, second duo. Okay. Um, Who was I the first? The two Johnnies. Okay. You couldn't split them up. God, no. No, you couldn't. Pity we're not the two Emers or the two Sarahs. <laughs> well, they do call us the two Ashlings yeah. in literally everything now. And we regularly just get called Ashling. <laughs> do like, you? Now, no, Ashling, come in here, good girl. And then they're like, is the other one called Ashling as well? Should we just say, and I'm just like, you yes. as well, Ashling. <laughs> well, actually, Olive, who, who has helped me with guest booking for this season, she was like, you have the Ashlings now on Friday, don't yeah. forget. So she's one of them. Yeah, there you go. The Ashlings. Yeah. You don't mind, though. No. Nah. No. It's good for the brand. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. The two of you have had one little drink in advance for our interview. One and a half. Emer, please. (laughs) We are professionals. Emer. We're so professional. We left half a drink behind us to be here on time. That is good. So that is good. We we don't like being late. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is four o'clock on Friday and it is that kind of podcast where I'm delighted you felt comfortable enough to do that, girls. Absolutely. Okay. Are you ready to commence? So you've decided to kind of, maybe some of your answers are, are joined, some of them aren't. Yeah. We've had a lot of laughs together, so it would be a shame not to share them. Okay. Well, Emer, <laughs> I'll start with you. Your first memory of laughter. I had to dig deep for this one. <laughs> Go on. I have two older brothers, so I spent a lot of my childhood being bullied. Right. Relentlessly. Okay. Both of them are, are a little bit older than me, so I was just a very annoying little stain to them. So <laughs> my earliest memory of laughter isn't really about me laughing, but it's about them laughing at me. And I think I was about three. It's probably also one of my earliest memories. 
um, I had gotten either a new lunchbox or a new flask right. for school. This was the 80s. My mother started me in school when I was three. Let's not go into it. Let's not. <laughs> Her mother's a teacher. So My mother's a teacher. Convenient. She was like, oh, gotcha. I know best. She'll be grand. So anyway, I had gotten this new flask or lunchbox. Uh, there was five of us in the family. It was always a squash in the car. It emerged on getting out of the car that somebody had sat on the new lunchbox and oh, broke right. it. Mm. And I was fuming, tiny and fuming. And I stamped my foot on the ground. I remember so clearly standing beside the boot of the car, looking at the broken lunchbox, stamping my foot and going, look at it, you fuckers, you broke it. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say fuckers? There's nothing funnier than a three-year-old saying fuckers, is there? (laughs) I love it. And I said it with such vehemence (laughs) that everyone obviously started laughing. I'm sure I wasn't laughing, but that's my one of my earliest memories of laughter around me. Around you, yes, got maybe, you. Maybe not, yeah, not with not with me, but at me. At yeah. you, okay, okay. And what about you, Sarah? Um, so even though that's a tragic tale, <laughs> I would have, I would have have longed for brothers because I'm an only child. So when I was small, it was just a very quiet house, a very quiet upbringing. Um, I really wanted a sibling more than anything. But my first memory of laughter, I think, is um, my cousins and my aunts used to come over to our house every Sunday. And my aunts used to just sit around the table in a, a cloud of smoke, just cackling at each other for hours. Um, they were having a great time. And then meanwhile, me and all my cousins, are like I'm Irish, I had loads of cousins. And I was kind of one of the younger cohort. And we used to go down to my bedroom and for hours we would play like those games like Murder in the Dark. Love it. Sly Man's Buff. Oh. All those games. So I think I was probably like, this is my earliest memory of laughter. I think I was probably maybe three or four. And it's just like running around screaming with like loads of people laughing my head off while somebody got murdered. <laughs> Cousins always seem really important to, to only children. Any only child I kind of know or I'm friendly with. The cousins played a, a quite an important role. Yeah, big role in my childhood. And I have a few that are around my age, a couple that are younger, loads that are older than me. And like when you're an only child, it's just it's quite solitary. And I still like being by myself, but I also would have done anything for a sibling. Really? And, you know, those Sundays, it was just kind of that same kind of very relaxed, very like just what I imagine having siblings would have been like. I mean, they didn't break any of my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not to dig up your trauma anywhere. Um, but it was all good times and laughter. It actually sounds idyllic, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh my God. That's stunning. what everyone yeah. says. But it, it's it's not... I mean, some of my friends who are only children, I've got, I've got a couple who wouldn't have traded it for anything. But like, I would have done anything for a sibling. And like, you've got sisters. I know. You're very close to them. Yeah. And we have some sister friends between us, me and Emer, yeah. And all the swapping of clothes, all I that kind of stuff. Just, I did have the two brothers, but I would have loved I was going to say, you've longed yeah, yeah. Lo- absolutely longed for it yeah well I would have taken a brother well <laughs> <laughs> I remember because I'm the youngest and I remember my mom uh, she had me when she was 31 I think she's getting to maybe 36 37 and she's like will we go again like will, like, will we and, and they had like I they put me to bed because I was always allergic to the idea of I just was obsessed with being the youngest I was like oh you I loved am. being the baby yeah loved it and I remember going up to bed one night and I knew they were talking about it downstairs and I stood at the top of the stairs and listened and even now were like, mom, please, like, please, like, mom, help, blah, blah, blah. My mom was like, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I think I like pegged it down the stairs. I was like, you know when you're, you know, when you're a kid and you start crying and it's like, and you can't catch your breath. I was like, I am the, the baby of this 
family. I was the opposite. I think I used to implore my mother to steal babies. (laughs) Honest to God. Or if I saw like kind of a plastic bag rustling in a a clump of grass, I'd be like, maybe that's an abandoned baby. Maybe we should check when we can bring it home. Like I was obsessed. It never happened. Oh my gosh. Okay, Emer, the first time you felt laughed at, I know you kind of spoke with that a little bit, but do you have... This is... Yes. This is more dramatic. Oh God, right. Okay, go on. When I was about 16... I was on Blackboard Jungle. <laughs> now, what is that? Oh, you! Oh, you're so young. You Blackboard, don't know Blackboard Jungle, Jungle was a quiz show hosted by Ray Darcy. Stop. That was in his most swoonsome years. Oh, he was swoonsome. Yeah. It was was it what? It must have been during his when he was presenting the Den. It must have been, but it was on a bit later. It was on maybe like half five or something. No, I think it was in the. I think it was prime time. Do you think it was eight? 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 Like, I think no, it I've been, been on prime time. <laughs> Maybe they repeated it at half five. I'm sorry, Emery. This was back when really nobody had any channels beyond one and two. Yes. The fancy people who lived in the States, but like we didn't. <laughs> right. So, um, so uh, what they did for Blackboard Jungle was, they, so Blackboard Jungle as a show, so it was heat. They went around schools, got, you know, smart kids, put them on a team. The Big prize at the end of the series was a minibus for your school. So there was two schools competing and you could win an actual minibus an actual for your minibus. school. Yeah. Imagine how popular you'd be. That is unreal. There were also prizes like I think hold dolls <laughs> and maybe it. umbrellas, a set of encyclopedias. Some was, merch. Some Blackboard Jungle merch. merch. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what they did was a team of researchers would come to your school and they had like a general knowledge quiz that they right. would give anyone who wanted to take part. I loved a quiz. So I was like, crucially, the quiz was taking part during double PE. And I was like, okay, I can take a quiz. I can also get out of double PE, win-win. And then that'll be the end of it. Did the quiz, great, grand. That wasn't so bad. I'll never hear any more about this. And then got a call. The school got a call saying, yeah, you had some very high scoring pupils. So we're going to put a team together from St. Mary's College Nice. And Emer's going to be your team captain. And I was like, absolutely, absolutely not. There's no way I'm doing it. Like even to this day, the, like we have to do, sometimes do TV and I'm always like I don't want to do it I, yeah. I hate it so much the principal rang my mother and said she has to do it <laughs> she has to do it of course we need to get the school on telly so I had to do it anyway fast forward we're on Blackboard Jungle I think we got through the first round and then we were recording the second round which they did in one day okay we had to get this question right to get through to the next round and be on our way to winning the minibus for St Mary's College. Time. <laughs> so the question was where, which county is Kinnegad in? I knew in my heart of hearts it's in Westmead. My father's from Westmead. I knew it was in Westmead. In my ear beside me Golly. was my teammate going, it's Mead. It's oh, Mead. Mead. The wrong Mead. Mead. It's definitely in Mead. And I was like panicking, 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 Mead. And it wrong, knocked out, out of Blackboard Jungle. They showed it in school the next day, like on big screen oh God, in no. the assembly hall. And then I was walking through the corridors. People were laughing and giggling and going, where's Kinnegad? <laughs> where's Ki- I'm know, sorry, but Kinnegad? like what nerds and losers <laughs> did you go to school with? Like, <laughs> no. Like, you know, like I think I was in fourth year. I was going to say, like, what year? Like you still have two years to go. And you know the way sometimes like in the year below you, they'll be kind of scary girls. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> so it was like the scary ones who were like, oh, where's Kindergarten? Oh, you sap. So, so could you relate to Maura Higgins there recently when that when that happened to her on a quiz show and yeah, she panicked? Yeah. 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 So it's not easy. I felt really laughed at. Okay. Yeah. For a few weeks. It was tough going. Was it a mixed school? No, it was all girls. Oh, okay. Which was somehow worse. It's actually, it's a more <laughs> yeah. vicious yeah. experience. Yeah, I was like, you try going on Blackboard Jungle with sweaty palms. You try doing it, okay? You try meeting Ray Darcy. <laughs> what was Ray like? Was he nice? 
he commented on my sweaty palms, which I thought was quite uncouth of him. <laughs> Surely everyone, there was like six pairs of sweaty palms. Surely. I thought there was no need for him to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> I, was al- I was already tense. There was just no need. Oh, no. And like generally in school, like when you think of you back then, what were you like? Um, like a good girl, but also not afraid of a bit of crack. Okay. Like a nerd, but a nerd who could have a bit of fun. <laughs> Sarah, what about you? The first time you felt laughed at. <clears throat> so again, it's more teenage trauma. Um, so I was a very like average student in school. Like I would have, when I went into secondary school, I would have been in the higher level classes, but like not performing like amazingly well. Um, wasn't prone to just trying very hard. Um, <laughs> but I enjoyed school because of the social aspect and I didn't have any siblings. So just happy to be there. <laughs> Um, and in first year, I realized that they do a student of the year competition in our school. Okay. And it was voted by the teachers, whatever. Like, I never had a chance of winning. Like, the people who won student of the year were, like, really good at school, definitely applied themselves, well, weren't talking all the time. I used to get in trouble for talking constantly. Yeah. Um, maybe sporty. Again, allergic to sport. <laughs> um, so, no chance. But anyway, so in first year, when I realized this competition was happening, um, there was a junior student of the year. So, that was the first, second, third. And then a senior fourth, fifth, sixth. Um, so I just started going, mm, maybe I'll win student of the year, you know, to some people. Um, and then by second year, I was like, you know, writing speeches, like, you know, potentially I could win student of the year. And it became this joke. Um, and then it went third and fourth. And by fifth year, people were coming up to me going, can you mention me in your speech when you win student of the year? Like, it was just a joke. <laughs> I was never going to win it. Like, it was just not going to happen. There was no teacher going to vote for me to win student of the year. Okay. And then at sixth year, I remember it so vividly. We were in German, possibly double German. Oh, and the, t- uh, the principal poked her head in the door and she was like, hi, everyone, just letting you know that this year, um, in sixth year, we're going to allow the students to vote for the student no. of the year. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was in the back of the class and everyone just turned around and went, hey, Sarah. And I was like, please, guys, there's no need to do this. And I was back in my old school, Burris Vocational School recently, and I'm up there on the wall. Um, winner of student of the year senior oh. two th- year 2000 and when I got up on stage I mean you have to like say something I was just so <laughs> embarrassed and so horrified and everyone was just like hey, hey, hey we did it and um, <laughs> I was very close to tears the whole time so it was like a Bodie McBoatface type thing a little they bit left it up to the, the, the well not the general public but and like the general year. public ruined it for everyone and I don't <laughs> think it. they ever let the students vote again <laughs> But it did look really good on my CV for like two years. Oh my God, oh, yes. Also now, best-selling author Sarah Breen, well, she was our student of the year when she was in sixth year, so we always saw her potential coming. It's a perfect fit. <laughs> and when I came home and said it to my mother, she was like, what? <laughs> and then in, maybe it just changed the way she looked at me. She was like, okay, well, maybe she has it going on. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, ladies, Emer, the moment when, if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. I think... Sarah and I, as a duo, have had several of these. <laughs> Love it, go on. Um, one that sticks out is the st- first and hopefully only time we, Please, were, on, we were on the Late Late Show. <laughs> Why do you say probably only? Come on. No, we're because the, the idea of it is so horrifying. I know. Like, I still sweat when I think about it. Oh. So many, I'm sweating now. I so many people. If I hear. Like, it's. 
Have you been on it yourself? Yes. It's so as, as yourself or like. I know. See, okay. If I if I had to have been just myself, I think I would have been okay. I had to do impressions while oh, I was on. Okay. And Jesus. I nearly another layer, another layer. Yeah, of it was drama. A, and it's frightening. So live. It's like it's beyond it's so live. Iconic. It's just so live. And they just keep telling you how live it is. It's surreally <laughs> and live. And they don't even. They keep telling you that you're you might fall down the steps. And they're like, well, can we not practice going down the steps? But no, yeah. you can't. They don't play it down whatsoever. They're like, this is a late night show. <laughs> you're going to be walking down the steps. Don't fuck this up. Sorry. Now that you say that, why is there not a run through? Like you literally don't get a chance. You only see the set when you're peeping and sweating <laughs> through the curtain. And there's people coming at you with like headsets and they're like, this is live. Don't forget. And they're so important. Don't, don't mess up rides. Questions on them. And you're like, oh, is that, is that not his job? <laughs> when, <laughs> when you walk out, do you go left or right for the hug or the kiss? Or what's going to happen? And all you can see is this bank of people clapping and you still manage to find your own mother's face. Yes. She's like, but when she's we, like, don't fuck it up. <laughs> this is our moment. So we just, we knew it was coming. We knew, it, the problem was we knew for a long time that it was coming because yeah. we were going to be, our books are normally out in autumn. So we were booked to be on like the first or second week in September. Oh God. So we found out before they went on their summer holidays in like May. Oh, that's actually worse. We rather were, just, so yeah. it was a sweaty summer. <laughs> it was a sweaty summer for us. And we couldn't do any other interviews. And then when people were like, oh, how can you do it? It's like, we're gagged for the late, late show. <laughs> and then as it got closer and closer, we're kind of in denial until we like were the kind week of in beforehand. denial and we thought maybe something horrific would come out a about bomb us. would go they'd off. have to drop us <laughs> hoping you get cancelled or and like there might be a tragedy or something you know the way you yes. might get moved but then the day came and I remember Sarah <laughs> picked me up in a taxi she was coming from Dublin 7 I lived in Dublin 8 we both got into the taxi and genuinely we were like could we ask the taxi driver to just tip into the canal just <laughs> like, it'd be like it wouldn't be our fault like, be like sorry we couldn't get there nothing fatal but just kind of like oh no we'll never make it <laughs> we would have done anything to get out of it but at the yeah. same time you're supposed to be I mean we were very grateful to be invited on because of it course. is as they, everyone reminds you it is the late late show yeah yeah <laughs> but it was just so it's so hyped up and it's so live and they keep reminding you about how live it is and, and then you have to go to the green room. The green room. And then you're like, can I have the wine? Or would it be fair? Are they oh going to be God. watching me there, having There's the a wine? very strict woman that will give you two wines yeah. maximum. I was yeah. pregnant, so I couldn't even have the wine. <laughs> I mean. Anyway, we had to laugh because otherwise we were going to cry. Um, we didn't even get a dressing room. We were horrified. I had to change my shoes in view of everyone. Like Sorry, that. I love that. I thought you were going to go on and say like, and then we went on and such and such terrible thing happened, but nothing actually bad well, we've, happened. We've, we had to go on the Late Late Show, Darren. We've, <laughs> that was a bad thing. We've never ever watched it back. So if something bad happened, they kept it to themselves because oh we've never heard about it. There's a photograph that has flashed past me on Twitter a couple of times. Of yeah, us on the couch. And you're yeah. just like, no, no. I have no memory. Like, what, what, what did happen? Like, which way do you go to greet Ryan? I, I can't, I have no recollection. I know. And then when you're standing behind and as you say, like you don't get to do a walkthrough. So you have to walk up steps to then go down them. You're standing kind of in a press. Like, it's so small. It's so glamorous. And then there's kind of a gruff, like, dad man who's like, go. And well, then first of all, they're like, don't go. Yeah. Don't go. Don't you go. can't go. Don't you can't go. Do it. And then they're like, go. <laughs> like, don't oh, fall down the stairs. And you're like, ah. I actually remember when I went down the stairs and gave Ryan the hug. <laughs> Which way did slash, you go? Slash kiss. Oh. Uh, he said, you didn't fall down the stairs. He was like, you didn't fall down the stairs. I think he probably said that to us as well. I'd say we came down the stairs like two folds, <laughs> like looking at our feet, just like plop. Hurtling down the stairs. 
and then oh my God. and just I was down home recently and my mother has this big massive first aid kit in her car because she won it on the late late show because she was in the audience Stop. and then we managed to get even though we weren't in the audience we managed to get ourselves a late late show audience prize it's a first aid kit so sorry I'm raging I didn't get one of the audience you prizes. have to argue you have to really advocate your <laughs> backstage were you like we didn't get a fucking dressing room we're getting a prize <laughs> well my mother is a proud odour of a late late show first aid kit so, so you really have to you really have to work the room you know oh <laughs> it is it is that thing though of you know you have to do it you know it's an honour but it's absolutely terrifying but you're you're always glad you do it in the end kind of and for some people it's probably easy and exciting and they would look forward to it or maybe it might be a career highlight but when you're a writer it's quite solitary like you spend a lot of time just like by yourself with the computer yeah. and then suddenly it's like your book's done well here's the bright lights of yeah. RTE we did we did a, we had to do we were doing a signing in Easton's the next day on O'Connell Street and several people did come up and just out of nowhere and be like say on the late I'm here to buy a book because I say on the late you're grand girls so that was it love it okay Emer, you're a no laughing matter moment in life uh, <laughs> there is no such thing as no laughing it's not funny my dad died when I was in my late 20s okay which is a no laughing matter but actually I was gonna when we were I, when I was thinking about the moment if you didn't laugh you'd cry I was like oh when dad died we did a lot of laughing yeah it was coming for a long time so okay. it wasn't like it was a big surprise so there was plenty of time to prepare but yeah I mean it was no laughing matter really yeah. when a parent dies but interestingly this this very morning one of his really good friends had passed away and the funeral was on this morning and because of COVID I was watching it online Okay, in the same church as my dad's funeral was and like my friend Karen who's his daughter got up and did a eulogy I did the eulogy <gasps> at my dad's funeral it was like it was being completely mirrored he's being buried in the same little tiny country cemetery so yeah all kind of being mirrored and the two pals are going to be back together again but yeah no laughing matter when you have to watch a parent die slowly and drawn out and then I was dreading the funeral dreading it I just didn't want to be looked at didn't want anyone to see me upset didn't want any of that to happen just couldn't wait for it to be over so yeah, no laughing matter. I always am amazed how people can write a eulogy. Like, like is that something, like you say you knew it was coming or it was a long time coming. Had you thought about it? Yeah, yeah, okay. I think I'd been making notes. Like okay. in hindsight, I'm like, why did I feel like I had to do it? But I felt like someone had to do it. Yeah. You know, he was, you know, a very loved man in the community and there was a lot of people there who kind of probably just wanted to hear a few stories about him or something. I don't know. I just felt like it needed to be done. Yeah. And actually, we played a song at the end, which the priest was not happy about. What? <laughs> what was it? It was when, the, when when somebody dies, you have a little chat with the priest, and they're like, "So this will happen, and this will happen, and then the offertory, and then yeah, th- then it'll be over." And we were like, "Oh, we, I'm going to do like a little chat at the end, then we're going to play a song." And he was like, "What's the song?" <laughs> and we were like it's by Neil Diamond and when I went up and he was like, "Yeah, we work forever in blue jeans." And he was like, oh, "I love that song. It's gorgeous." He, I don't think that's appropriate and I was just like okay well we'll see about that <laughs> you're like money <laughs> like literally got my friend to bring in a CD player and when I said w- gave the wink she pressed play and what was he like <clears throat> he was fumed. fumed what can you do then? he was in his little <laughs> throne just like <laughs> <laughs> throne oh my god uh, but yeah it was a good day <laughs> and do you mind me asking how did he like how was it a long time coming he had uh, lung cancer which, you know, manifests in the lungs and then can spread throughout the body. So that's what had happened to him. So it started in his lungs and then spread. But that took a few years. So 
yeah, he just kind of went, he got sick, then got better, then got sicker, a little bit better, and then just kind of went downhill. That's so tough. Like, very drawn like, out. Good news, bad news, good news, bad news. It's torturous. Yeah, yeah. And how long ago was that? That was 13 years ago. Okay. 2008. Yeah, 13 years ago. It seems like longer, but also not that long yeah. ago. But it's long enough that I can like talk about it and not yes. be like, <laughs> yeah. Hence you laughing at the start of the question. Yes. <laughs> Sarah, your no laughing matter moment. <coughs> Sorry, I'm very flaming. <laughs> um, my, <Gorgeous. laughs> uh, when we were chatting about this, um, I was like, Imer, what is my moment? And then she was like, well, you did call 911 on yourself once. What? So that did happen. And it wasn't 999, it was 911 because I was living in America at the time. Um, so rewind maybe eight, seven years. Um, and I was living in Portland, Oregon. And I had a little baby. Was It's my oldest daughter. Um, and we had just moved there from Phoenix, Arizona. And um, we'd been in Phoenix for like two years and so we were like you know new about America whatever and I'd taken her to a music class and I was like trying to meet the moms in the area I was like I'm just new mom on the scene and <laughs> um, doing the best for my baby we did a music class and it was all great she didn't participate whatsoever um, and then after the class we were like loading up and I was like saying goodbye to my new mom friends and I put her in the car and I had like you know bags and nappies and like loads of stuff hanging out of me and keys or whatever put her into her car seat close the door fluted around a little bit and closed the other door and then I went to open my passenger or my driver door and I couldn't get the door open oh God. and then I saw the keys that were sitting on the the driver's seat so we were in a rental car so I wasn't au fait with like what was going on with this particular car we didn't have it for very long and um, the baby was fine she was like in her car seat grand and we just moved from Phoenix and Phoenix is the desert so it's very hot there it's like 40 degrees like three quarters of the year so Portland is much the same climate as here, so not too bad, but it was still summer, it was still a bit warm, and there was nothing There was nothing I could do, so I had to like run into the, the music school and say to the woman, like, oh, I've just locked my child in the car, um, and she was like, well, you're going to have to call the cops oh on yourself, <laughs> you bad mother. <laughs> on yourself. So then I ran out, and I was standing beside the thing, and the baby was just like cooing up at me, and then I had to just stand there and call 911. Um, and I was like, listen, I've locked my baby in the car. It's not even that hot, but if you could just come and release her. And they fucking sent two fire engines. Stop! <laughs> like, talk about drawing attention to me. Two fire engines and one cop car. And they they did a little thing. They, like, put the thing down um, inside the window. Yes. And jiggled the lock and, like, opened it in five seconds. But, like, the fan, like, they didn't have to send two fire engines. Like, there was just no need for it. They're like, it's the terrible mom brigade. Yes. We've got to bring her two trucks. <laughs> We're off to a fun fair next. So, yeah, I felt really bad. Um, but ultimately, no one died. No. It was fine. But that moment, like, I'd say, well, how long did it last for? It probably took them maybe about 15 minutes to get there. Um, but, but the main thing felt like hours it felt like hours and I had just come from Phoenix where it's so hot yeah. people are constantly dying in cars like dogs Jesus. you know there's many stories about people like forgetting even their babies baby. oh. Oh, forgetting the babies would kill you um, for like a half an hour and they'd be gone so I was standing there the whole time so like I could have smashed the glass yeah. if I could if her temperature if I saw sweating <laughs> <laughs> one drop of sweat yes. like bang and I'm going to go in there <laughs> she's there pulling at her tiny little collar going I'm a bit warm ma'am she actually <laughs> fell asleep oh. <laughs> so um, it was fine but, oh, but um, I love that she fell asleep I know and I was I'm still a little a little traumatised but no laughing matter no um, but it all, all ended fine when did you move back then? I moved back when she was one and a half. So I feel like it's years ago, like eight, eight years ago, maybe. But we were there for three and a half years. 
Did you like it? Yeah, I really liked it. My husband was working out there um, and we just kind of went as this short term, three and a half year thing. Ended up getting married out there, had a baby out there. So came back and we were like completely different scenario. But She's going to be delighted with you now for the Yale Passport. Oh, when I, she watches a lot of Netflix and sometimes <laughs> she says words like garbage. And I'm like, stop watching American TV. And she's like, I am American. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, fine. <laughs> You're right. Yes, but also wrong. Have you told her about the car incident? Never. She'll hold that over you until the day she tells you. Emer, never tell her. She can never her. find out. Emer's like, why don't you tune into this podcast? <laughs> she's not big on podcasts because she's like eight. <laughs> okay, Emer, the person you always laugh with. Well, she's right here. Oh, beside me. Oh, oh <laughs> guys, that's an absolutely that's a beautiful moment. I mean, we've been friends for. I'm going to say 18 years, 17, 18 yeah, years, something like we're that. We're closing up on 20, I'd say. Um, Brief synopsis on how, how you met. We went to college together. Oh, yeah. Became friends straight away. But it wasn't our first time at college. We wasn't. Both. It was our, so we were a little bit older. We were in our 20s. And um, yeah, we hit it off, like loved going out every midweek, night of the week. Loved going out midweek. Used going home at the weekend, like true Ashlings. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> tripping down the N7. <laughs> uh, we used to enjoy, yeah, we used to drink a lot of double vodka and red bull like go to gigs when i think of it now how did i not have several heart attacks i know i used to call it so drinky much. plus and a lot of the time it wasn't even red bull it was like the cheap shark, shark shark yeah yes <laughs> which was pink and if you spilled it on yourself it would dye your clothes oh we've all been there can you imagine what it was doing inside your body <laughs> oh my god so yeah we loved going out then we ended up moving in together shared a few flats together came up with ashling together in one of those flats and then just kind of stayed friends like we both worked in media then throughout the years so you were in radio I was in magazines laughing the whole time Laugh, just <laughs> never <laughs> not laughing oh, <laughs> laughing laughing through the recession <laughs> <laughs> laughing through it all laughing through me going to America yeah. and me coming home <laughs> so yeah and then here we are but did you laugh through COVID yeah oh, pretty well, much I did yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was in, I was in Sarah's bubble for COVID because I live on my own and we live not too far away from I each other I didn't realise that yeah Okay, that's yeah. that's very cute. So, so while everybody else was being deprived of their friends, we were we were literally laughing it up. You had a and constant that whole sleepover. time, I managed not to tell your eight year old about the story of the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the day is young. <laughs> oh um, so yeah, we have had a lot of laughs together. When we lived together, like we used to have such good fun. We used to do mock. Um, <laughs> Gardening shows, <laughs> <Emer>, please, <laughs> and cookery shows. You yeah. know, you can't just like cook an omelette. You're just like, you're like, and so then you crack the eggs. You simply add some pepper and then you mix it. Like this is how. Oh god! And nobody was recording it or anything. No, it's no. Just, I I sometimes do that when I'm doing my makeup on my own. I'm yeah. like, So guys, I'm gonna go in with. <laughs> go this. in, going yeah. in with is a very I'm calling classic. things by the singular. If you just try this on the eye, <laughs> on, yes. on the lip, the skin. <laughs> but it was like we were doing all that kind of stuff and like. We just started talking about this very specific type of girl that we would see around. Yes. And she was a bit like us, but also not like us because she wouldn't like hoover up coins rather than pick them up. <laughs> we, well, well, I want to say regularly, but we didn't hoover very regularly. So, but you would be hoovering up the one cent, wouldn't you? Just... You're not going to bend down for a one cent. I'm not. That's so true. Yeah. Even a two cent, I'm not bending. No. Or like a shit earring. Like you wouldn't. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. no way. Could just, didn't, didn't like it anyway. <laughs> hoover. Yeah. And then, yeah, we started talking about this very specific type of, of woman and we gave her the name Ashling and little did we know we'd be laughing our way into a book deal <laughs> a few years later oh my god yeah it's funny how is things... it mad like how much it's how much it has changed things for you yeah it is mad it's been long enough well actually it hasn't been that long our first book was published in 2017 mm-hmm. so it hasn't been that long but it has become our full time job yeah 
And it's like we never thought, genuinely never thought anyone would read that first book. Jesus, no. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe our moms, maybe some people in the Facebook group. And the fact that we both wrote the book together, like we were counting up, you know, in, in some ways it's good that there's two people so they have double the amount of like family and friends that are going to buy the book. But then we have so many mutual friends. It's yeah. like, well, you're just cutting out <laughs> potential buyers here. Yeah, it's like maybe they'll buy one for their auntie. Are they or... buying that in my name or any for saying? And then it turns out everyone bought the book. Oh my God. <laughs> Not just people you know us personally. So yeah, it has been mad. And luckily... Like whenever we have to go and do things like the Late Late Show, we've had to travel a lot. We've had to go to like England and Germany for kind of scary work things. And we always say, thank God there's two of us. Yeah, people How do, do people do it on their own? Um, yeah, so it's we've just had some really funny times together. Sarah, <laughs> we were remembering earlier, Sarah was pregnant with her second child oh, yeah. when we actually wrote the synopsis for the very first book right so how our first book came about was we were approached like oh you've got this character of Ashling. would you like to turn it into a book and we were like okay yeah we'll do a novel um and they were like come up with an outline like the plot for the novel and then we'll see if it's any good so mm-hmm. the night before it was due we were like we better meet up and write this we better just <laughs> we better write this outline <laughs> another fine mess we've got ourselves into and i was pregnant at the time and i was coming straight from work and i had sneezed <laughs> while walking to work and pissed myself what I was pregnant. My pelvic floor. Word of oh warning, gals who are planning to get pregnant. <laughs> My pelvic floor wasn't what it was. What, what it used to what be. What it should be. Right. Um, so I'd like piss my pants and I'd like put the knickers down the sanitary bin and work and stuff. So when I met Emer, I was like knickerless, knickerless, wearing the dress. And then we were like doing the outline for the thing. And I was like laughing so hard in the pub. I'm like, I can't piss again. I can't piss. And she was wearing a little, like it was so end short of summer. Enough, short wearing a short little dress. And she just came into the pub and sidled up beside me. I was like, I'm not wearing any knickers. <laughs> <laughs> So that was a, that was a memorable. And I was laugh. like, okay, <laughs> we'll love that one in our stride. <laughs> and then another time when something similar happened, <laughs> she was pregnant with her third child. She has three in total. Yeah. So can you imagine now. the pelvic floor at like, that stage? And then the fourteenth child. Yeah, we were out in your old stomping ground, RTE, and we were between. It was a busy interview day. We were between interviews with a little bit of time to spare, and Sarah was quite heavily pregnant I feel or yeah I think so and we were so giddy she could we were so giddy and she couldn't walk a few, like she couldn't walk and laugh at the same time and Emer like, kept making me laugh so I was just over. like stop uh, walk two steps and standing and like knees crossed and in RTE in RTE it's the RTE radio centre is kind of a big glass building yeah. it's all windows yeah, and we weird. were in full view of all of these windows so anyone <laughs> Larry it could have been anyone Larry Gorgon or rest his <laughs> soul Marty Whelan could have been looking out at Sarah just stopping and clenching and then we took ourselves into the Fair City set yeah just Love for it. some great <laughs> just for some role play and yeah. some acting and um, if I didn't piss myself that day I just and you were wearing trousers it wouldn't have been as easy to rectify the situation we couldn't have gone to our next engagement with just just me in the top. <laughs> anyway, so lots of laughs. Lots of laughs. Okay, Emer, a time where you had the last laugh. Um, when did I have the last laugh? I feel like we, when Ashling was first published, there was, like, I don't want to say there was kind of people who were being snide, but people were kind of like, oh, this has come from a Facebook group and it looks like it's probably going to be a bit rubbishy or, you know. Yeah. 
it sounds a bit and as we were just saying earlier it turned out to be just a bestseller so I don't really like to call it the last laugh because we didn't have any faith in it either so it's not like <laughs> it's not like I was like oh well, this is brilliant and you're all gonna be you know you're, but, I'm, we're gonna teach you but, yeah. but I do remember when the book was announced there was it was mentioned on like a kind of a news blog and in the comments section You'd love a comment section, oh, wouldn't girls, you? You've got to stay away. Especially when they're talking about you. You'd love a comment <laughs> section. Um, and, you know, it, it, it said that it had come from the Facebook page. Oh, my God, what a complete Ashling. And somebody was like, well, I know the people who set up that Facebook page. And they're just D4 baby barristers slagging off culties. And I was reading it going, we couldn't be further from oh my D4 baby. Like, we're literally our culties. So we're allowed to poke fun at ourselves. Yeah. Baby barrister, I wish. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I wish I wasn't a barrister salary. <laughs> Oh. my mother wishes I studied law oh. she could tell everyone God, all the mothers do um, and then you know it's just it's just nice then when the book comes out and it's not what people thought it would be and I think that you know the Facebook page had gone a bit awry a little bit like people people's idea of Ashling had changed into something like very conservative and okay. very square so we kind of took back ownership in the novel and just wrote about the Ashling that we had invented all those years ago so what's the latest with the Facebook group it kind of because Facebook as a whole has kind of fizzled out yeah. the Facebook group kind of did the same okay and in a way so, are you kind of glad like it just it, in its heyday yeah, it was great these, it was great and there was these really regular posters with like really really good content and need to say that the content didn't go into the books there, was, there yes. was also some people who were like oh they're just stealing content off Facebook and we were like no nothing that's in the books ever came from no. anyone else it was all the original stuff me and Sarah came up with yeah but yeah, then I think as Facebook has kind of dwindled and other platforms have become more important to people, the group has kind of died down a bit. So it's kind of naturally run its course. Yes. It's still there, but there's very little activity on it. Okay. So that's your shared last laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not at so. anyone's expense. It's more just like, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's more we didn't expect it's a last laugh of ourselves maybe <laughs> oh my once again here we go yeah <laughs> <laughs> laughing at ourselves <laughs> okay uh Emer, yes if laughter wasn't the best medicine what would be i would have to say going on holidays oh beautiful this Just is another joint one being, for us yeah oh. because we go on a lot of holidays together, together? Yeah. now that Stop. sounds very fancy Emer. we go to places like sligo oh yeah with <laughs> m- with multiple children <laughs> <laughs> We, um, I remember uh, Sarah used to always say, and it's a phrase I've carried through to this day. If we, if when we used to live together and we were in our twenties, and any time you weren't in work, so at five o'clock hit and you weren't at work, you were on your holidays. So <laughs> and you, you could use that as justification, justification to doing anything. For anything. You killed a man. Well, so what? You're on your holidays. holidays. <laughs> so it could be a Tuesday and be like, oh, I might have a glass when you're on your holidays. Sure, on your holidays. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? You're on your holidays. <laughs> so I still use it to this day. Someone might say, oh, I might go out for a walk. Sure, you're on your holidays. You might as well. <laughs> or like, oh, should I have a dessert? Well, you're on your holidays. So <laughs> go for it. So that's, I mean. I'm stealing that. You should just be always on your holidays. But we do go on a lot of holidays together. We have like our little get- getaway gang. We have some joint friends. Yes. And there's a group of about 11 of us, kids included, who go on like some some pretty... I mean, I would say it's not. I feel low budget. I feel like like when you say holidays, people aren't imagining us like in a campsite in France in the off season in the rain because that's the kind of stuff we do. (laughs) Is it? And so you do go abroad as well. We went abroad once once to the. To, to, in, the to the campsite in the yeah. rain and I mean we had a great time yeah. no we didn't actually camp we were in caravans. we were in kind of yeah kind of <laughs> cabins we'd call them <laughs> they um, were kind of what I imagine like ship cabins to be like right. very, very small Not like it. rectangles okay. basically yeah. divided into yeah. I mean it was fine 
Well, it did rain a lot. It I rained mean, a lot. I didn't go to France for rain. I could have stayed here. But we, we had a lovely time in Aaron Moore yeah, that one time. We went to Aaron Moore, car ferry and all. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, a bit of excitement on We the ferry. recently came back from a week in Mayo. Yeah, I was going to ask, what's yeah. the latest one? Mayo. Yeah, Mayo, we just came yeah. back from Mayo, Eris Head. Lovely. We were literally on Eris Head. Fab. Um, yeah. The Bell Mullet Tidal Pool saw us a few times. Yeah, definitely. Gorgeous place for swimming. So yeah, I just love going on holidays. If money was no issue, oh. where would you guys go and what would you do? Oh, somewhere hot, Emer. I have always dreamed, you know those places people go on their honeymoon and yeah. the, the bungalow is like over oh, the water and they're kind of just, yes. So sue me vibes. Yeah. She just goes on a random Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, whereas I knew there, I can't We're in the wrong business. <laughs> like and share to win a trip to the Maldives. Oh, okay. You never know, it could be me. <sighs> so yeah, and you just cycle around, do your own thing. Cycling, I'm on my holidays. <laughs> <laughs> in a golf cart for god's sake yeah, being driven around please <laughs> oh i love it okay emer are you ready for your quick fire round i know yes. i keep going to emer first but, but like, well i think we we, we, wanna, we did a joint we one. were gonna do we, we have these joint Chris, yeah this is so time efficient yeah we, <laughs> two sides of the same brain we really thought about this <laughs> okay we've got different jokes for the end oh great yeah. okay the actor that always makes you laugh <laughs> this on. is an odd one Killian Murphy <laughs> oh girls come he's on not, he's not a comedy actor you might be thinking but he is to us yeah. <laughs> we were at a literary festival a couple of years ago in Sarah's hometown Boris County Carla it's it's one of the more high end literary festivals and it attracts kind of a high end I mean we were on they the get celebrities we were on the proper celebrities okay. Bob Geldof was there we were you know when they have the tiny writing at the very bottom that was us <laughs> the and then up my the mother top, was so proud up the top was like Bob Geldof Killian Murphy who else was Margaret Atwood? Oh yeah, like very important people. Deadly. Sat beside her husband at a Deirdre cane gig. She was he was too. drinking out of his cane. Oh stop he it! Unscrewed he unscrewed the top, the top of the top of the cane and drank out of it. I was like, Emer, are you seeing what's happening beside me? This <laughs> I, legend. I believe he has since passed away. He so R.I.P. R.I.P. Happy memories. Happy memories, Mr. Atwood. But Killian Murphy was there, and he was wearing. Do you know the Lenny Kravitz scarf? Yes. There's like a Lenny Kravitz yeah. meme where he's wearing a scarf bigger than his entire <laughs> yes, body. Yeah, yeah. Killian Murphy was wearing one of those scarves. It became the talk of not only the festival, but the town, because I'm from there. <laughs> so people were coming up to Burr's house, which is where it takes place, and they were like, So is is he here? Have you seen the blanket he's wearing? <laughs> he's wearing a blanket. <laughs> and er, at the end of the weekend, everyone had had some kind of like small interaction with him, like right. just the lamest kind of things. Like Killian stood on my foot, or like I think we locked eyes at one stage over the falafel. I'm pretty sure he said to me that one's free about a portaloo. Stop it. And I was just like, well, there's my Killian Murphy story. I love it. He made fun of your friend Emma. Yes. Well, we all make fun of Emma. So it was brilliant. He just joined in with the laughing. It was great. So anytime I think about Killian Murphy, I just gives me like a, just a burst of joy. Yeah. He makes me laugh. His I think about his, laugh now. I think about his blanket. I think about him just bopping around. I think about fun of people. Laughing at Emma. Yeah. yeah. So Killian Murphy. To, I mean, she'd be dining out on that story. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Okay. The actress that always makes you laugh. Um, we both love Parks and Recreation. Right. So we're going to say Amy Poehler. Oh, stop it. There's nothing. If she if her name is on anything, I will watch it. Yeah. Oh, she's just... And I mean, she's done some stinkers, but I will still watch I'll still it. watch them. Yeah. But her as Leslie Nope in Parks and Recreation, just, I will laugh at it every single time. Oh. It's and such, Leslie Nope is such an Ashling as well. Yeah, she's such an American Ashling. Yeah. yeah. She's such a, like, she, her and Maya Rudolph, like, when you look at their face, you're just like... <laughs> I know you yeah. just know they're going to the things yeah. they've done yeah. and the fact that yeah I, to be in that gang yeah uh, with Tina Fey as well wouldn't it be nice so good so bloody yeah. good okay the comedian that always makes you laugh 
Um, we were saying some of the most recent Instagram comedians, so like Ooh. Shane Daniel Byrne, Killian oh, uh, Sunderland, Peter yes. McGann. Like they are so Michael funny. Fry. Michael Fry, yeah. Who you had on? Yes. And I listened and it was yes. very good. Oh, he's fab, <laughs> fab guy. I, I feel like these guys got me through lockdown. Yes. With all their little bits. Yeah. And it's just so creative. It's such a good way to use like new platforms, like to see people using platforms like this. Yeah. It's like you don't need to go out and like sell tickets to a gig. It's like just put it on Instagram, put it on TikTok and it's like, OK, you're nailing it. And I think some of them are getting really good jobs and stuff out yeah. as well. Like as it's they should. To, and yeah. it's a lot of work. It's like a that's lot. a lot of work. It's not as simple. I've never done it, but I would say it's not as simple as just going on. Oh, no. Good to say something gas. Like yeah. it's no oh, Michael really Fry, hard like Michael Fry's songs. Yeah, and and all the recording of the individual players. Yeah, like, yeah. And Shannon from Shannon. Sorry, Lady. I I, mean, I still think about your tweet. We were like, I'm I'm, I'm this close <laughs> to ringing <laughs> Shannon. <laughs> Do you know what? I love I like I'm desperate to hear more from Shannon, but I also love that he won't give us more. I love it too. Yeah. Fair, he's keeping Shannon close to his chest. Yeah. I'm excited to see what happens next. I actually my boyfriend recently was like, <laughs> I actually think there's something in the dog grooming with the nails and the beauty. It's like it makes yeah. so much sense because all it's of a good them business take, model. All of them take so much time. Like your dog grooming does take time. So yeah. just lash them in and get your nails done. Shannon knows what's up. <laughs> She's always known what's up. <laughs> she knows more than we know. <laughs> okay, the movie that makes you laugh out loud. Uh, the movie that we watched together most recently that made us laugh out loud unintentionally was Wild Mountain Time. Oh my God, go Which on. is that howler I, I with watch. Jamie Torrance I mean, and Emily is, Blunt. Is it a comedy? We don't... We... <laughs> we we spent the fifteen ninety nine whatever it was to rent it from somewhere and sat down on a Friday evening and watched it and were blown away. But we like, were shrieking. We were like, shrieking at the screen. What is going on? Like it's there was a lot of chat that was like offensive to Irish people and the accents. The, the accents. accents, least of your worries. Like <laughs> it makes no sense. Like absolutely no sense. It's almost beautiful in its abstract <laughs> like it, it's bizarre simply, it's like people afterwards people were like oh should I it sounds bad like everyone has to watch this it's film it's so entertaining there's so many cliffs in it but it's set in Mullingar there's so much <laughs> it's set in Mullingar yet they're always staring at the ocean <laughs> It's oh always raining, but only where the per like, <laughs> like everyone else is dry apart from the I person I feel like speaking. it was a it was a big budget movie, right? But you could literally see the man <laughs> off screen on a ladder with a hose, like just oh well, it never stops raining in Ireland, so and it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. The story doesn't make sense, and there's kind of a supernatural. Is there it supernatural? It is baffling. At like one point, we were coming up with theories the whole time to be like, why are people doing this? Like, yeah. why is he saying this? And like. <laughs> there, there was no it doesn't make sense at one point like this isn't a spoiler there's no spo- I mean how could you spoil it nobody knows what's going on like the dad <laughs> dies Christopher Walken play, and people were like can't believe Christopher Walken he's the best thing in it like is he's he? the best thing in it <laughs> like he did a, he did a fine job he did a fine job his accent is passable and then he dies quite soon and so. then there's this there's this moment in it where it just reaches new levels of insanity and I don't I, I mean and then like they're drinking Guinness out of kind of jugs at one point it's like they did it on purpose to try like there it was like they were trolling us but it like again the accent i don't think they were trolling us problems. i think they thought it was really good but sure jamie dornan kind of has, has defended it a bit in, 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 in interviews you? yeah i know just kind of oh he's i mean he's wearing a weird coat through the whole thing <laughs> that's part of the storyline <laughs> emily blunt is completely baffling you're like how? why like they're big names i just feel like they all owed somebody something and they were like you your debt I, is cleared if you just i get think into they were so 
sold oh a, like this is going to be a mystical dreamy Irish movie that the whole world is going to go wild for okay. it's based on this amazing award winning play what's not a war I think the play was that widely received <laughs> and it was very much a play like it's like you don't have to just film the play to make a movie you know yeah. what I mean you could yeah. change things up a little bit I would, couldn't recommend it more I yeah can't. oh my god spend an evening invite people over have a few drinks get the wine I'm watch sold. wild I'm just, time yeah I watched it twice I'm I'll go again it's worth the 59 yeah <laughs> and finally okay your best or worst joke ladies I'd like to think it's my best oh go on what's brown and looks in windows go on a nosy shite <laughs> I can't even feign laughter excellent that was excellent thank you Sarah student of the year here <laughs> 2000 um, mine is terrible and I know it's terrible but it's the only joke I remember like consistently um, what do you call cheese that's not your own go on nacho cheese oh very oh, good it's awful I'm embarrassed it's fantastic it's terrible nosy shite is better <laughs> it is better but that's also bad ah <laughs> oh, guys the new book tell me a little bit about it before we go Ashling in the City it's out October 8th October 8th Ashling as the title suggests sorry you guys American October 8th October 8th well she does move to is that why you've said it that way no. the big apple <laughs> no we wish uh, remember I lived in America so. <laughs> remember that time you should call 911 oh yeah sorry I forgot um, yeah it's Ashling moves to the big apple yeah We've always wanted to take her to the Big Apple. This is the fourth and penultimate book. So it had to be exciting. <laughs> now, there is time to still get into the series if you haven't read the Ashling books. Yeah, we've actually started to get messages of people who are like, I'm rereading or I'm just reading for the first time. Love and it. I'm so excited. So yeah, it's very exciting. We're obviously very nervous because we're convinced it's, you know, the Please worst Please don't thing, say it. The worst thing we've ever done. <laughs> well, <laughs> we've thought that about everything we've done. Yeah. And people are just, yeah, people say, it's the best one yet. It's the best yeah. one yet. And we're like, stop. We're like, like, okay, liar. <laughs> <laughs> But um, no, I am excited for people to read it. A lot happens. Um, I think it's like funny. It's nice to push Ashling really out of her comfort zone as well. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, we've all been to New York. We know what it's like. I feel like a lot of people have either been on the Christmas shopping trip or the J1 or visiting the cousin in Woodside or whatever. So they've stood outside the Friends building. I mean, yeah, we we all have. Yeah. So has Ashling. (laughs) (laughs) And done a little lap inside Abercrombie and Fitch just to get us a whiff of the lap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Trying to see. It's always very dark. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, it's very loud. I need you outside. Is this a nightclub or what? She's like, well, off to the M&M store again. <laughs> oh, Emer McLeisett and Sarah Breen, thank you so much for sharing the last of your life. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to the Laughs of Your Life podcast with Emer McLeisett and Sarah Breen. I really hope you enjoyed. I love interviewing two people. They're my second duo. I had the two Johnnies in a previous season and I really like it. And I'd love to know what you think. You can like, subscribe, rate, review and all those other things wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love to know your thoughts. You can tweet me as well at Theron Garrahy or drop me a DM at Theron Garrahy on Instagram. Two more episodes to go this season. I think you're going to love both guests I have on the way. Thank you so much as always to Olive Esler who's guest booker with this season and to Shane in Collaborative Studios. This podcast is recorded with them. This season of the Laughs of Your Life podcast is brought to you by TK Maxx. Get that winning feeling in store when you grab the perfect Christmas outfit for less. Shop Wow Worthy Wins in store at TK Maxx today.